Hey, what's up? This is Derek and Charisse. This is the Bariatric Badass Podcast. Um, we're getting ready to go live on the page. It's been a rough week for both of us. I've been dealing with a lot of serious <coughs> issues when it comes to having weight loss surgery. Of course, I'm having uh, digestive issues and ended up in the emergency room just recently. So we've taken a little bit of a step back. But we're back in the game, getting ready to dance right now. We're going live on the page with a Q&A. We have about, how many questions? Trying to get to it. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah, so we set, we set a queue, basically, um, in Bariatric Food Point Recipe, <coughs> where uh, people have an opportunity to ask questions. Um, or, yeah, ask questions, and we answer them in these Q&As. Um, like I said, it's been some time since we've done one of these. Um, so, we're going live here shortly. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Uh, if you have not yet, please subscribe to the podcast. Um, and you know what? Go to bariatricbadass.com right now. That is our site uh, where Sharice. I'm looking for where we put the so, questions, but I'm not finding it. Yeah, so uh, it's under hashtag in the group. It's not, um... Yeah. It's under a hashtag question. Oh, yeah. It was pinned. Yeah. was pinned. You unpinned it. That's where you can go find all of Sharice's blogs as well as our programs. Um, Bariatric, non-bariatric programs, great for families. Etc. Etc. I'm gonna have a little bit of a rollout rant in the talks about <sighs> staying on track regardless of the circumstances. My Sharice looks for this. I'm gonna go live. Here we go. One, two, three, four. What's up, Derek Sharice here. This is an open Q and A with bariatric and certified, certified <laughs> bariatric and fitness nutritionist Sharice Peterson. It's been kind of a rough week, rough two weeks for the both of us. Um, I've been in emergency room with digestive problems um, if you cannot stick through this Q&A this will be on the podcast which will be relaunched uh, will be launched later this evening as we get it edited and get it out um, please comment below your surgery date if you would please share this in the Barrett community give everybody an opportunity to uh, be able to communicate with Sharice and myself in real time um why Sharice sure looks for the question queue. For those of you who are just seeing us for the first time. My name is Derek. I had weight loss surgery in 2014. I had R&Y. There you go. We found it. I had R&Y. <laughs> Um, started my started my journey at 400 pounds, 405 pounds to be exact, and it's just been a roller coaster. You know, dealing with COVID, we all had problems in COVID. You know, I wasn't the only one. Um, so, before I get started, before we get started with this Q and A, again, please drop your surgery date in the comments. Um, I wanted to talk about, you know, when it comes to your journey. And I'm right here. I'll make excuses too. All right. I'm not perfect. And I never said I was, but 
One thing that I am perfect at not doing is giving up. We all have our problems. We all have different situations in our lives that make us feel like we can make an excuse. Like my, my, my digestive problem, okay? I'm having colon issues. It's a side effect from the weight loss surgery. I can tell you this right now. I would rather deal with this than what I was heading towards with my obesity. So one thing you need to remember is you got to really reset your perspective of life. Reset your pers- when I say reset your perspective of life, that means if life don't look good right now, look at it in a different way. All right? I'm like feel bloated. I'm not I'm in the diet bed right now and my weight's going up. My weight's going up because I'm having digestive issues. Am I quitting the diet bed? No. Of course not. So again with that being said, if your life ain't good, instead of trying to change your life, trying to take steps to change your life, instead change your perspective. It's that easy. That's not important. Don't give up. Go ahead, stick your questions below. We're going to get rolling with this Go ahead, Sharice. Sorry. There was another set of questions that I was looking for. All right. So, basically, this week, for this week, we did base, um, base question, are you happy with your progress? So... Mm, go ahead. Keep coming, Uh, yeah. Sorry. It automatically adjusts. Okay, so as we go through these, uh, like I said, go ahead. We got thirteen questions. Um, put your question below. All right, and we'll get to it. Not at all. I assumed it was my age and my thyroid. See right there. So we're going to talk about what happens when you assume a problem is something that is uncontrollable, right? Like aging, aging and like problems with thyroid or colon. You know, I didn't assume it was the problem. I was immersed and found out the hard way. But even, you know, even if it is part of aging, I'm 46 years old. You know, I'll be 47 this year. And I'm having digestive problems because of my colon. I'm still pushing, you know, I'm uncomfortable, but you know, does that give you, that doesn't give me a right to give up, you know, not just because of my own health, but because of what could happen if I don't. So we're going to keep moving. Um, Let's see. I've been stalled for two months. Okay. In four months, she's lost 71 pounds. Seriously. Let's talk about real quick. Let's talk about stalling in the first two years. In the first two years? Yeah. With When you stall in the first two years, it's actually completely 100% normal. Um, as your body loses, uh, loses the fat and you start losing your weight, your hormones go out of whack. The reason your hormones go out of whack is because they're adjusting. So basically your body is just doing an adjustment process. Um, just keep... You just need to keep to your plan. And remember, do not stress. Stress will cause you to release cortisol. Too much cortisol is a bad thing. Normally our bodies do release cortisol, but 
in excess amounts, it's a bad thing. So you have to be careful of that. Also, when I say stick to your plan, make sure you're getting hitting your water, you're hitting your protein needs, everything. Just stick to your plan. It will eventually work its way out. You just have to be hitting everything you're supposed to be hitting post-surgery. Definitely. Uh, next question was, um, she's very happy with her. That's good that you're happy with what's going on in your life. With, with what's going on in your journey, but her issue is she craves sweets like no other and can't stop. There's a science behind that. Sweet craving. It, um, so, one, it's sugar. It has a lot to do with sugar. Sugar is a very highly addictive substance. A lot of people have problems with sugar addiction. Uh, I would look at like doing a detox of a sugar, a sugar detox. But if there are specific, like, you go to this no matter what. For example, chocolate. If you go and are that's what you're craving for the sweet thing is chocolate. Go have some vitamin and uh, mineral looked at, levels looked at. You could be deficient in things like magnesium is a good big one that can cause chocolate cravings. Now that being said, dark chocolate. I'm talking high quality dark chocolate, not the cheaper stuff you can get, but like eighty percent dark chocolate or higher, um, that in moderation is good for you. It can not only helps with your stress levels, it can help promote those hormones to reduce your stress, but it also can help with that sweet craving if you do have a sweet craving as well. Okay, we're going to keep moving. Oh, mm -hmm. Great answer. Uh, Candace came out and said, I feel like I am on track, hoping her bubble doesn't burst. My response to that was in the comments. I made, made a comment after that and said, uh, <clears throat> to become the track. When you are failing, we'll go through these last three questions right here. Mm -hmm. um, so, we stress about things we can't control, and that's normal. It's normal to stress about things you can't control. It's like COVID. When I started... 2020 you guys go back to my con my content 2020 i was new decade let's crush this COVID hit bam knocked me on my ass literally if you go back to the content about what happened is you saw slowly 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 i've started losing my mind you know a lot of a lot of emotional things happened last year one thing i failed to realize and acknowledge with myself is something I've been saying for a long time. And that is when you fear staying in, you know, staying on a program. And, and this goes out to the diet betters, because I know you're watching, that are in our diet bed group right now. When you fear something that you are trying to stay on, whether that is a happy marriage, uh, tasks at your work, uh, a diet program, when you fear it, the likelihood of you being able to stay on track and stay focused with that is unlikely. I just slap the fist without it. No. Sometimes, if you're struggling, talk about it because you'll, 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 I'm going to take my own advice. Boom. So, what I'm trying to say is you know, if you are afraid of getting going off track, become the track. And that, that's kind of hard to say. It's kind of, well, how do I become the track? You're the track. Stop making excuses and focus on instruction. If you come to us 
to be a client of ours. You're given specific instruction, proven instruction. Just because you can't stay on that doesn't mean that you're that you're doing something wrong. It's normal for a human being, not just bariatric, a human being to be lazy. The brain does whatever it can to get out of this discomfort. The brain doesn't want to have to stress itself, and so it does. It, you know, sets off signals to your nervous system and tells you, and that's it. So you don't. Your brain doesn't have to worry. So when you try to migrate yourself into migrate your brain into becoming what you fear whether that's the track or a task or whatever it is you're more likely to stay well i stay on track there's no 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 other way to put it and you start by not giving up trying to do it okay because it doesn't happen first right when are we here Oh, it's just actually Candace. I hate my glasses. What? I do. I just don't like them. They're thick. That's not thick. I've seen worse. You should have seen the pair my brother had when he was a kid. Wow. Yeah. Okay, let's keep going. You look very handsome. <laughs> All right. Next question. This um, this next question, I w will also say I'm going to be coming out with more information on this subject um but this is she's nine months out she's hit the biggest stall ever she's so far lost 120 pounds which that being at nine months out is a lot and she's trying to lose the last 40 pounds so there is a science behind this type of stall this listen is, up this is a nuke right here this is a knowledge nuke so with this type this is while yes it is in those first two years the closer you get to your goal weight um usually about 50 pounds right before you hit the weight you want to hit or i should say the weight your body thinks it wants to hit uh i'll explain that comment in a minute but the closer you get the less of a metabolism you're going to have. Weight loss does cause your metabolism to drop. Um, when you are heavier, you have problems. Your body basically has a faster metabolism. Now you're thinking, if I have a faster metabolism, why am I not losing weight? Deals with calories. You're eating over excess of what those the calories are for your metabolism. So that happens, you have the weight gain. The reason you have a faster metabolism when you are heavier is because it takes more for your body to work. So you have to process more calories. You have to, your basic bot, everybody's basic bodily functions runs off of what's called a resting metabolic rate, which is the amount of calories you burn just doing this, just sitting just here, sitting. just sitting. That's what you burn during that time. And sometimes those levels can go up, they, they go up and down. So as you lose more weight, get closer to the, the weight where your body thinks it should be, the slower it's going to get. So there is a possibility with being stalled, you may be eating too much. But remember, if you're not eating enough, you can also stall. It's one of those things that ha it needs to be looked at. It needs to be evaluated. You need to see how many carbohydrate, like your macronutrients are right now. Now, the reason I say body where your body wants you to be 
sometimes our body can become stubborn and not want to lose any more weight. It thinks it's at a good point. It stops you. Um, best example of this, a competitive bodybuilder has to have be on a specific type of diet to force their body to lose the rest of the body fat that they're trying to lose to be ready for stage, basically what they call stage ready. It is a hard process. Mm -hmm. This is the type of process that you have to be 100% on track. You cannot go from this diet at all. Um, it's not as restrictive as some people think, and it can be done. But sometimes, yes, those last few pounds are going to be the hardest ones and take the longest to lose. Okay, we're going to keep moving to the next question. Uh, Okay, uh, somebody had asked, we're not going to read names. Um, she feels like, I'm not going to go into too much into the question, but basically she feels like she's lost more muscle than fat. She uh, has a sedentary lifestyle, uh, restricted to a wheelchair. Um, and I responded to that, so I, you know, I dug deep into this, because if you come and you ask a question, and... <clears throat> um, it's, it's to the point where, you know, we feel we got to dig into it because it's a serious situation with one of our followers or a group member. Um, we spend a little time on it, so remember that. So reach out if you really need to. But when it comes to losing muscle, it takes a lot. It really takes a lot versus fat. Fat is less dense and is it's easier for it to go, you know, even, even if you are consuming food, all right? So the reason I say it's a little bit more easier for you to lose fat than it is muscle, and if you're weight losing weight, or even if you're gaining weight, is it fat or is it muscle? Am I losing body? Am I losing body fat or am I losing muscle mass? So when you have muscle mass in your body, your body has to go into a catabolic state. What a catabolic is is the opposite of anabolic. Catabolic is when muscle breaks down. Anabolic is when muscle builds. So your body has to go into a catabolic state for you to start to lose muscle mass. We go into catabolic states when we're sleeping. Mm -hmm. Okay. If your body isn't getting a certain amount of protein into your body, then your body is, your muscle is going to go into a catabolic state. But especially if you're in that active area of your post-surgery, that two years, four, 24 months, that little active area, you're losing body fat. And yes, why you might be losing muscle mass because you're not consuming enough protein and your body is becoming catabolic. You're still lose, you'll lose more fat than you'll lose muscle. So the last thing you need to worry about is, you know, which one you're losing. Now, again, you know, being in a, in a, in a sedentary lifestyle, it's, it's not good for you but if you're forced to be in a wheelchair there's some things you need to do and then one of the first things you need to do is you need to track your nutrition track your nutrition so you can monitor what you're putting into your body if you are you know stuck wow <laughs> if you are you know confined to a bed or a wheelchair there's still ways to increase your strength you just need to do some research maybe reach out to a professional um Okay. There it is. Yeah. So, 
Also, if you're not getting regular exercise or even movement at all, like you, like you are in a, with being in a wheelchair, um, your muscles do something called atrophy. Um, basically, you're, it's like, because your muscles aren't being used, it's like they die off. Um, there are ways to fix this if you're able to get like physical therapy, things like that. Your nutrition also will help. Let's see. You're out. I've only lost. I've only lost 45 pounds. The nutrition changed my protein intake. Stayed. So basically. I would be interested in knowing if they've how many stalls they had over that year process because yeah. um so let's talk about the question before we talk about it. yeah so she's basically she's only lost 45 pounds in the first year um so somebody who's sleeve now there's only one thing we need to take into consideration here when it comes to that less of weight depending on what your starting weight was if you have like me i lost 270 pounds in the first two years of my surgery but i was 400 pounds i was a big dude you know i was seriously morbidly obese but if you're just obese and you're not into that morbid range 45 pounds is more than the zebra um so losing some you know you shouldn't, first of all, you shouldn't be comparing yourself to other people. You shouldn't be comparing yourself to, you know, Jill Schmo, who was, um, lost 120 or 150 pounds. Maybe she weighed a lot more. So what I should have done is I should have commented and find out what her starting weight was. Did it say? No, but we were getting... Let's go on the next question. So again, losing some is better than losing none. Be it mine. Oh. What are you trying to do? Turn to brightness. Oh, I sorry. It automatically um, it has a where it adjusts the light. Okay, but we're we're gonna move on. But again, with that question, uh, be concerned of losing only that much weight. Take your starting weight into consideration before your surgery. Okay, maybe 45 pounds is nearly 30%, maybe 40% of your original weight, which is normal. So, uh, sorry, uh, okay, go ahead. There is a reason why, when, um, like when you're in a stall, I stress to have other types of measurements done, done other than BMI. The reason being is, unfortunately, yes, I realize a lot of doctors, and it is one of the requirements for bariatric surgery is for your BMI to be a certain height, uh, so high. Uh, they are a very, very bad representation of how your body is. Uh, for some, yes, it may be. But for those that are on the borderline of only needing so much more to be in the, what they call the normal healthy range. 
if you have more muscle mass on your body than fat, there's a good possibility you're going to go into uh, a higher BMI range. There are numerous basketball players who, because of their weight and how much muscle mass they have, they are in a higher BMI range and they are consider considered obese, even though they, you can tell they don't. They have less body fat on them than other people do. So, this is why I stress when it comes to when you're looking, don't go by BMI. Go by how your body feels, yep. go by measurements, Go and get a body composition scans. A lot of nutritionists or even gyms offer body composition scans. Compare your body fat to your muscle mass. Have that comparison there. That will give you a better example of where you're actually physically at. Uh, you know, the BMI scale was invented by a mathematician, not a doctor. Okay, so one thing you need to take into consideration, let's talk about somebody who's morbidly obese. Dwayne Johnson. Okay, mm -hmm. he's six foot seven, about at his heaviest weight, which was probably during the last Fast and Furious, or even that he's going to He's be doing, trying to do gain weight he's now. He's trying to put on massive amounts of muscle for his movies. He's getting into the morbidly obese area. Maybe not morbidly obese, but very severely obese from a BMI perspective, okay? Screw the BMI scale. Do not even look at it. Um, sometimes when dealing with doctors and nutritionists, they're going to push the BMI scale. Do you remember what they, the... Okay, so my first couple years, I struggled because of regaining. But my first couple years after the two-year mark, remember when we went to the nutritionist? So I'm, where I had my hospital, when I had my surgery in the hospital, uh, St. Mark's in Salt Lake, in Mill Creek, Utah. Um, <clears throat> there was a weight loss, like, like, like a nutritional clinic. Mm -hmm. That's where I got my body composition yeah. done. And I remember going down to her, and I remember this like it was yesterday. I did this, where you put your hand on the little things, and the readout comes out, and I'm like, I'm still obese. You know what? I lost 200 pounds, 270 pounds. I'm still obese. Well, guess what? If you want to get out of the obesity range, you or the obese range in the BMI chart, you need to stop working out. Me and Sharice looked at each other and laughed. Mm -hmm. you got to stop putting on that muscle. So if the BMI is important to you, then you need to consider, you know, stop, you know, stop trying to put on muscle. Or, you know, even start downsizing and some, to some people that's important and that's okay there's nothing wrong with that but you need to take into consideration a majority of our following is anywhere which is probably a majority of the bariatric community are in the ages between 30 and 44 predominant by the female gender predominant by sleeve still you need to take into consideration that your body, as you get older, needs muscle mass. You need muscle mass to help control your your heart, your brain, your nervous system, all that. And it has nothing to do with being bulky. You know, this the, the bulk that a lot of people are, are intimidated, and not intimidated by, but afraid of gaining is severely impossible. Almost impossible for a bariatric patient to put on enough muscle mass to 
to be bulky. So, I mean, there, there's a lot of work that has to be done. That, the work has nothing to do with it. The food that has to be consumed. Like when I started my little fitness journey, I wanted to be swole. I wanted to have big ass muscles. Almost impossible. I mean, not, not impossible, but highly unlikely that I'm capable of consuming that many calories. One, two, um, 46. <laughs> One, I will point, make a point out here for this. For me, for, I'm not bariatric, but for me personally, when it comes to when I go into a bulking, when I'm trying to put on muscle mass, if we are talking, I have to have anywhere between 2,500 to 3,000 calories a day. Um, that's almost, it's hard for me to even hit. So it's extremely hard. Yeah, well, I was telling, I was talking to a friend today, and <clears throat> she, um, she was she didn't know what she wanted to do Stephanie if you're watching hello um, you as you get older as you're aging this 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 dream body that everybody thinks of when they have weight loss surgery it's not worth it that, that's not the end of I mean if that's what you want if that's what you want to work towards then do it but one thing you got to remember why did you have surgery did you have surgery because of looks or did you have surgery to be healthy? If you had surgery to be healthy, then you need to be lean, okay? You need to drop fat, body fat, you know? And while, you, yes, you should be putting on muscle and putting on lean muscle mass to help with your metabolism, get that idea of, you know, wanting to do anything other than weight down. But you've got to make sure you keep your lean muscle mass up. So you're capable of having that uh, high metabolism. Kind of on the that. Okay, if there's not any more questions, we're going to end it here again. The podcast will be out here. That lost that. 30 minutes. So, okay, yeah, we're done. We're done. So we will be putting out the podcast here in about an hour or so. Thank you for watching. We're back. You know, a lot of, a lot of problems going on right now. Health, health issues myself. Um, well, we're going to keep going. Love you guys very much. Take care. All right, podcasters. Uh, that is it. Kind of a... Kind of a struggle here. Uh, dealing with a lot of issues with my health. And so I'm kind of off. But thank you again for listening to the podcast. Uh, again, please subscribe up to the podcast on Podbean. And comment... You know, your your feedback on this. Love you guys very much. Peace out.